0: Today's special episode is brought to you by Droplet. They developed an award-winning skincare device that's grounded in science and backed by NASA. It turns proven ingredients like retinol and collagen into micro-mists that are small and fast-moving enough for your skin to actually absorb them. So you can nourish your skin from within and see radiant results fast. People have been thinking about skincare pretty much since people have been thinking. For thousands and thousands of years, human beings have tried to find ways to soothe their skin, protect it, and make themselves look younger. And honestly, it's been a crapshoot. At best. But that's changing. Science has entered the chat. In the last hundred years, our understanding of skin and what actually affects it has exploded. And in the last few decades, so have the products out there claiming to take advantage of that science. Which is how we got from this Roman face cream was found to be made from animal fat, starch, and tin oxide. To this Start to work with a cold cream. Smooth it on thoroughly
1: all over the face. Clear up to the hairline and down under the jaw. To this My skincare routine is a five, six, seven step process. There are about nine steps to my typical skincare routine. We're talking all about my morning 10-step Korean skincare routine.
0: We've come a long way, and that's great news for our skin. But how do you sort through all of the science and figure out what really works for you? Welcome to a special episode of Skim This. Today, we're taking a look at the science of skincare and helping you figure out how to pick products and create
1: a routine. To help us, we've called up a couple of experts. My name is Michelle of Lab and Beauty Science. That's Dr. Michelle Wong. I'm a chemistry PhD, cosmetic chemist, and science educator.
2: And Kayla agrees. I'm the executive beauty editor at InStyle.
1: And even though
0: today they would just never do some of these things, they have some of the same skincare stories as the rest of us. You remember this. You read in a magazine that toothpaste would zap your zits. Or somebody to sleep sleepover told you lemon juice would get rid of freckles,
2: and you went for it. My teenage years, hormones are raging. I would get pimples and breakouts. And I thought the solution was, oh, if I just dry out my skin, then they'll just all go away because it's all just oily skin, right? Wrong. Made it even worse. People think, you know, the harsher I am to my skin, the better results I'll get. And that couldn't be further from the truth.
0: I think back to like the kind of chemical peels of the 90s. I'm thinking of the Sex
2: and the City episode where Samantha Samantha,
0: Jones burns her (laughs) face off. And you're like, how was this even part of our definition of beauty?
2: I actually just rewatched Sex and the City and I remember that episode specifically. And I was like, my God, I cannot believe that was the thing that people used to do.
0: Dr. Wong's got her own stories.
1: I definitely tried a lot of harsh scrubs back in my time. I also tried a yogurt mask. And I remember having a little bottle of diluted apple cider vinegar. It wasn't quite as bad as some people who like dabbed a little bit of concentrated apple cider vinegar on a cotton ball and then taped it to their skin, which do not do. And then the next day they ended up with like a big red welt.
0: Okay, we've learned a thing or two since then. Harsh stuff on our faces is not good, which includes lemon juice.
2: But even though we had to dismiss some of these skincare myths, we're not lacking for options these days. Probably in the mid-2010s, we saw this kind of explosion of K-beauty and glass skin. And there was like a 12-step routine of how to get this glass skin type of thing. And I also think that's when the market started to explode a little bit more. And we started to see more products and everybody was just like, okay, I have to do all these things to get glass skin. I have to do all of these things to get quote-unquote perfect skin, which doesn't exist and is, you know, a myth. People just thought the more the better. And that's not necessarily true.
0: And Grieve says there's a persistent theme in what people are looking for. An unrealistic desire for something to work right away. Whether it's an
2: acne medication or wrinkle cream. I think everybody wants these, like, instant results everything has to work overnight and be this magic potion. And it just doesn't work like that. Your skin cycle just does not work like that.
0: Why do you think people still think that there are silver bullet quick fixes for our skin?
2: You know, we set up unrealistic standards for ourselves. I think we expect ourselves to look perfect all the time because I mean, back in the day in the 90s and 2000s, all we saw was airbrushing and perfect skin. We never saw textured skin at all. Now we're starting to see a little bit of that, but then we also have the whole filters in Instagram. We're showing our faces more than we ever have. With all these things, we expect ourselves to look perfect all the time, and it's just not reality.
0: Dr. Wong also said, it's our nature to want some of these beauty hacks to work ASAP, and we're good at convincing ourselves that they do. That's because our own cognitive bias can convince us of what we hope is true.
1: If we see someone else say that happened to them and they seem really excited and maybe they post a video of themselves talking about something really excitedly, we're more likely to try it because we are social creatures. We see something work for someone and yeah, we're going to want to try it. So there's a lot of miracle cures that people claim fix some problem when it was actually just a self-limiting condition. So for example, your pimples usually go away in a few days by themselves, even if you do nothing. But let's say on day three, you get really sick of your pimple and you decide to, I don't know, sing, sing a song to it. like Just sing Dancing Queen to it. And then it goes away and you're like, wow, it went away. It was going to go away anyway but you saw that you sang to it you did something and it went away and you're going to rave about that and so yeah a lot of it is just down to the fact that we're not very good at working out cause and effect as humans if it's something that like takes a long time and by long time i mean like a few days rather than a few seconds So that's actually why science is so important, because science tries to get rid of these extra factors. It tries to repeatedly test things and make sure that the cause is pretty strongly linked to the effect before recommending something. And thankfully, scientists repeatedly testing
0: things has given us a much better understanding of our skin and how to take care of it. Decades of research have shown there are things that can really make a difference. Hyaluronic acid is one. It had been studied as a possible wound-healing compound for years, before researchers figured out how to mass-produce it in the 80s. And in the 90s, dermatologists started exploring how it could be used to moisturize skin and protect it. And now you'll find HA in dozens of creams and serums even at your local drugstore. And then there's retinoids. During World War I, researchers discovered that not enough vitamin A led to skin problems. Cue an explosion of studies that found uses for all kinds of derivatives of vitamin A, all grouped under that umbrella term retinoids. Those compounds, including retinol and its cousin tretinoin, can help repair skin damage from the sun. Which brings us to our next huge advancement, sunscreen. These days, we're all pretty well versed in what the sun's ultraviolet rays can do to our skin, including hyperpigmentation and a breakdown of collagen that leads to wrinkles, not to mention skin cancer. So researchers are finding more
1: ways to block those rays. We're getting new sunscreen filters. These sunscreen filters cover the longer UVA ranges, and a lot of them are super stable to light. They also tend to be more environmentally friendly. There's a bit more emphasis on that as well with the newer sunscreen, so that's really cool. And these advances in
0: skincare aren't just about ingredients. Researchers have also learned more about how to get those ingredients into our skin while keeping them from breaking down. Dr. Wong said that's crucial because a lot of these compounds are big molecules. They're not very stable, and our skin is great at keeping them out.
1: But she said one big leap forward in this space is encapsulation. That's when skincare ingredients are packaged into little shells, basically. They're protected by another ingredient. And that actually helps them stay more stable in the formulation. Plus, when they go into your skin, they penetrate more deeply, depending on the ingredient and depending on the encapsulation method. But I think that's super promising because it means that we have much more stable products. One of the big problems with skincare is that a lot of active ingredients are quite unstable. And so they sometimes break down in the packaging before you get it on your face. And this includes things like pump packaging. I think we kind of think of pumps as just really sealed off, but in reality, they are leaky to air and oxygen gets in them all the time. So encapsulating means that it's sort of extra sealed. And yeah, your product lasts way longer, plus you end up with less irritation while getting better effects.
0: And then there are procedures and devices out there that also help get those products into your skin, avoiding that whole problem of them breaking down before they can do any good. Maybe you've heard of microneedling, which is where tiny needles are rolled over your skin. That sounds intense, but the prickling action helps those active ingredients make it past the top layer of your skin. And it's been shown to boost collagen production because your skin's reacting to those needle pricks with a wound healing response. A new high-tech device that does something similar, but with no needles, comes from our sponsor Droplet. The company's founders are MIT PhDs, who were researching ways to make topical skin medications more effective. And they found one. Their device turns active ingredients into an ultra-fine micro-mist that can actually be absorbed deep into the skin, a lot deeper than you see with other methods. And faster, too. We're talking about ingredients like collagen, a protein in your skin that naturally breaks down as you age, potentially leading to fine lines and wrinkles, but whose molecules are typically too large to absorb topically other devices out there are taking different approaches. Some deliver a low-level current of electricity to your skin, something Dr. Wong said does have a short-term firming effect, though it's not clear if that actually lasts. And infrared light devices can also boost collagen production. Our skin is designed to keep things out. It's why lotions and serums don't always do the trick. Enter Droplet a company founded by MIT scientists that's helping solve the problem of skincare delivery. They've developed an at-home physics-powered device that transforms proven ingredients into micro-mists that get 20 times deeper than traditional skincare. Take collagen, for example. About 80% of our skin is made up of collagen, but it naturally breaks down as we get older, and that can lead to fine lines and wrinkles. Collagen molecules are also up to 300 times too large to penetrate skin topically. The Droplet device makes it possible to actually absorb collagen, so you can get smooth, clear, glowy skin fast. Visit droplet.io to learn more and use code SKIM20 for 20% off your device. That's D-R-O-P-L-E-T-T-E dot I-O and code skimm M M two zero. Droplet, transforming skin health through science. So more science, more effective skin care. But how do you figure out what's going to work for you? Dr. Wong's approach,
1: no surprise here, is think like a scientist. So I look for different types of evidence. And if something gets pretty good in all the different areas, then it's probably a product that will work. So I think firstly, I look for scientific evidence. So I look for evidence that it works in theory. So if there's a mechanism of action, so if it's getting into skin, if it's interacting with something that we know is in skin and is linked to something, and also if it's been tested on actual people, on actual people's skin and had a result. Because yeah, Even if something works in a Petri dish, like we like to see it working in a Petri dish because that's how we can see how it works. But we also want to see it working on skin, like the complex organ that we have. Most ingredients that work in a Petri dish do not work in humans because a Petri dish has just a few cells, but humans and skin are complicated
2: systems.
1: I also look for reviews. So I like to see reviews from people with similar skin type and skin conditions to me. And if I have reviews from people I trust, so influencers I trust who have similar skin issues, but also just customer reviews. Of course, lots of influencers are promoting things that they haven't really tried and they don't really believe in for money. But I feel like if you have different types of information, then if one of them is flawed, then you can hopefully have a second one to back it up. So if it ticks multiple boxes, then I'll try it. So look for
0: evidence, including studies done with real people, and dig into those reviews. Kayla Greaves says start with your goal in mind.
2: I would identify exactly what I want to do. So if I have hyperpigmentation, for example, which is a huge issue for women of color, I want to make sure that I'm looking for products with vitamin C, for example, because I know that reduces dark spots and it evens out skin tone. So I'm going to look for products with those ingredients in them. Then I'm going to test it, I would say, anywhere for 6 to 12 weeks. Give it a good go. You might want to take certain things out of your skincare routine as you're trying these new products to see how it works. If there's no difference, eh, skip it. If there's a big difference, invest. If you get a reaction, stop immediately. And if you need to, don't be afraid to call in the pros. I think the most important thing even beyond science is just knowing what your skin needs and what specific things you need for your skin to flourish so i always recommend for people if you you know have skin where you're having breakouts or you're having issues with dryness or eczema or acne or whatever it may be i would see a dermatologist an esthetician at the least but preferably a dermatologist and just ask them about a skincare routine So
0: if the parade of ingredients and all of the advice and products out there make skincare seem overwhelming, it doesn't have to be. And if we've learned anything, it's that you don't need a derm visit to take advantage of some pretty powerful skincare science these days. And our experts said the proof that something's working will be right there for
2: you to see. At the end of the day, your face is how you present yourself to the world. You have one face, It's the first thing people see. It's important. It's your first impression. And it's something that you don't want to, you know, take shortcuts around. It's your face.
0: (laughs) This podcast was skimmed by me, Alex Carr, along with our head of audio, Graylin Brashear. We had help this week from Liz Smith. This episode was engineered by Ellie McAfee-Hahn and Andrew Calloway. Skim this, we'll be back in your feet again with a regular episode on Thursday. Until then, check out the other podcasts from The Skim.